I woke up this morning and I watched a video of a New Year's Eve celebration in South Korea. Seoul, specifically. It's already the New Year there. So they would have had their New Year's celebration in the morning for those who live in the Western parts of the world. I watched this video and I was pretty indifferent to it at first because I just was. It was early. I was still attempting to register the things around me, but I was taking this site in. And to describe it, it was simply a very large bullet-shaped building somewhere in either Seoul or Busan. I can't remember which one. Nevertheless, this building had every kind of light effect you could think of. This celebration had plenty of fireworks. Fireworks that Asian countries are renowned for having. I've got to admit it, they really go in when they do the fireworks. They do not play. In between breaks, or between firework demonstrations, the crowd was ecstatic. They were happy. During those fire demonstrations, they also had different psalms. Songs that were full of hope and just that celebratory, we're happy and we want to get the crowd hype and we just want to put on a good show one thing that made me go ahead and watch the video was the fact that there were four thousand people in the chat four thousand people viewing it and i've watched similar live streams all over the world but normally these type of live streams only pull in tens of people like you know 30 on a good day so when I saw that number 4,000, I was like, wow, let me see what is popping over in Seoul. The light show was good. As I began to wake up more, I realized that, wow, these people are putting on a very good firework show for the crowd goers. I bet that they are having a really good time. And that all of the lights and the music and they would have a digital message run up and down the building of peace and all these nice warm wishy feelings. I continued to watch and watch and watch and the person who was shooting this live stream was making his little comments uh, a mixture of what Konglish and if you're familiar with Korean you'll know that a lot of their language is derived from other languages and all languages seem to have some mixing going on. But Korean is very unique in that they will take an English word and they will Koreanize it to the point where if you're an English speaker, it's pretty much you, you can. Let me just say this. If you have never studied Korean, 
If I gave you a pet, if I gave you a book full of Conglish, you can read it fluently and you would know exactly what it's saying. As long as it's been Romanized, not in Hangul, you probably would not be able to read it. You won't be able to read it unless you know Hangul, which is their writing system. But if they Romanized it, which just means putting a Latin um, enunciation tool there. So if, for instance, if I said hello in um, Korean, I'd say, you know, say all. They would have that in Romanized letters, which would be A-N-Y-O-N-G-H-A-E-S-S-O. So, the bottom line, I felt like, wow, they're doing a good job. He's doing a good job on the camera. The people are very spirited. And I thought, man, it must be nice to be able to live in a country where you're able to have such a show put on and you're able to go and enjoy yourself the way that you are. What woke me up fully and gave me a distinct opinion about the video was that at some point the cameraman kind of panned out of the picture. So that I can see what he was actually recording. And what he was recording was a screen. This screen, let's just say at the quote unquote end. Because the stream continued to go. But the message that popped up only popped up for a few moments after, let's just say, the finale. And that message said, due to the coronavirus Please watch the Seoul and Busan firework, you know, extravaganza from your homes. Please enjoy. Have a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And he panned out. And all of those heads and those shapes of bodies and the arms flailing and all those things that I thought I was seeing weren't actually people in real time. They were people who were able to come out and watch the show in person from last year. And the message that they put up even said, watch this Seoul and Busan uh, extravaganza. Watch it from last year. Due to the coronavirus, we cannot have this. So I downloaded the video because I did not like it. Because I thought that it was just, it exemplified everything that, when I think about new years, when I think about uh, what the world has to offer you in the way of some kind of a celebration or some kind of um, anything, what the world has to offer you now is artificial at best. And for that, um, it continued to solidify to me that I want absolutely no parts of that.
instruction, Anyang Haseo, in Romanized uh, spelling would be A N N Y E O N G H A S E Y O. Had to make that update. Thanks again for listening. It was pretty clear to me that last year, when it came time to tie the end of the year up in these nice, shiny, delusional bows that we tend to do when Christmas rolls around, we tend to try to shelve our actual feelings, pick up a set of artificial feelings to try to spur us on and get us through the new year so that we can kick the new year off with some kind of a resolution that we're going to fail to keep. And then around, you know, mid-February, if it lasts that long, we kind of get back into the same funk that we were in October of the year before. And I want no parts of that. Hear it, think about it. I am not going to lie to you. If you enjoy being lied to, there are a million places on the internet that you can go for that. And I say that because there are those who are, who take positivity to a level that is unrealistic and they take positivity on as an ideology where even if you can see something happening right in front of you, they would have you to deny the negative feelings of that in order to only accept those positive feelings because somehow that is going to make your life go better. Now, where there is an argument that can actually be made for the state that your brain is in when you are not experiencing, um, let's just say, a tumultuous range of emotions, there is a certain level of truth to learning how to mitigate the levels of stress in your life. But I do not equate that kind of information with denying reality as a whole. And for two years, for the foreseeable future, people are going to deny reality. And they're not just going to stay within their delusions. And, and run around in them for themselves. They are going to attempt to drag you down into that delusion. I'm starting to see or widen my sense of what is going on as far as the people who are just peasants, you know, like everybody else. Those who have decided that they are going to take a front row backstage, you know, pass all access um, trip down to um, the twilight zone. Those people are not asleep. And the reason I say that all of the, if they are, the majority of them aren't. And I say that because these people have functional lives in which in most other sectors or areas, they do not behave as if they are cognitively disassociated from their own mind. They do not behave as if reality is optional. 
So I think that where those who are in the alternative media stratosphere are well-intentioned in trying to wake people up, they have to understand that when you are mashing your eyes shut, you're not asleep. You are playing dead. And playing dead for an animal is a defense mechanism. It's a way to avoid dying. It's a way to perhaps trick the predator into thinking, oh, this thing is already dead. Let me move on to some fresh meat. Could there be some link that way? I don't get paid to to think about that. <laughs> but what I am thinking about is the way that that affects the life that I've been trying to live all my life, not just the last two years, all this life. So again, for the infernal optimist, I was watching a, <laughs> I was watching an episode of Columbo and I'm going to butcher this, but I'm going to try my best to get it right. There was an episode in season one and it's like episode, I'm going to say like between episode one and five, it's like one of the first episodes and Columbo's talking to this person who has seen a crime and he visits her home in order to gain more insight and get some intel on what happened so he can solve the case and this woman she's an, a mature woman in her late 30s divorced had to move back in with mom because it didn't work with ex and uh, the mom is either there or on her way there nevertheless it's Columbo and the woman who saw a crime and she's talking to Columbo and she describes her mother's personality. And she says her mother is an eternal optimist. She is always, she always thinks negatively. Something like that. I thought that was hilarious and I butchered it. And maybe I'll be able to find it so I can give it to you right. But I love how she spun it. And it was like, yeah, she is so optimistic that she is always pessimistic. I thought that was great. I just thought that was hilarious. I always tend to get, uh, uh, I am a, I love words. I love um, speech. I love learning. I love writing. I love reading. So things like that kind of intrigue me. And every time people get caught up on a certain um thought or a certain word I tend to my ears kind of perk up and I just it just seems like the positivity crowd could stand to relax and understand that it's okay for you not to be positive after a person rolls over your damn foot I mean it's okay to be upset about that you don't have to look and try to find the silver lining and getting your damn toes crushed. Um, I keep making that point because people just want to feel good. And as human as that is, as human a trait as that is, as, as understandable as that is, there are times where you have to deliver news or you have to have, um, you have to bring points about that are not positive, but there are those who would only want to hear the positive spin. Now, what I think differentiates a person who listens to this podcast 
and another is that we would love for there to be some good news that we can sink our teeth into that that is is what it is but until that comes we are going to we are going to reserve our energy and spend it on something else this is not to say that there are never good days and that there is never anything that could happen that you feel good about but the perspective i'm taking right now on the think about it podcast is on a very broad spectrum i don't so much mean when it relates to whatever you're creating for yourself in your own life although there's plenty to be said there and many parallels that can be drawn however i'm thinking on a broad scale i'm thinking on every corner of the earth i'm thinking what you see when you turn the tv on i'm 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 talking about what you hear when you're listening to the radio on your way to wherever you need to go i'm thinking about what your children are exposed to and then they bring back to you and then you have to deal with that that's the spectrum that I'm talking about now. So as I put on my smoking jacket and I light up my pipe, you know, at the end of the year, everybody gets in a pontificating mood. And I am no exception to that rule. The end of the year tends to make you reflective like no other. I don't know why. Like, why are we just... Why are we only so reflective in December? That's why I'm not a resolution maker because I feel like that is such a waste of a waste of potential. If on February the 7th, I need to do something different, I just go ahead and do that different. Why am I going to wait another, you know, few months or several months and then do it because it's January the 1st? I mean, if that isn't social conditioning, I don't know what it is. But Happy New Year. I've been thinking about that. And as much as I love words and I love to consider languages and I love languages, I've learned many languages and I'm still learning and I have a complete, it's a love interest of mine. Um, happy New Year. Whenever I pass that sentiment along, which I haven't for the last two years, but whenever I see that sentiment, because it's what I'm seeing more so than what I'm expressing to other people, whether written or verbal, I have to go back to what that sentiment is saying. Happy New Year. When someone wishes another person a happy new year, They are hopefully saying that they hope that person has a good year. But the question that I can never get away from is how? How can you have a good year when the agenda to turn every human being on earth into an automaton is being enacted, implemented, How do you call that a good year? What you do behind your closed doors is fine. 
But the unfortunate part about that is we have to leave out of these doors at some point. And whatever kind of media you consume filters its way into your house. So being able to um, ward off the twilight zone only works as long as the twilight zone is not on. As long as you're not having to go to work and be um, confronted with conversations that you don't want to have. Not because you can't take it, but because they can't. So when I think about have a happy new year, I think about what is it that broadly speaking and thinking about it as broadly as I can, what the world would say to me, have a happy new year and expect me to take that and to accept that and to still be able to kind of like, you know, tread my way through that slop and still come out on the other side and say, yeah, this is a happy new year. So happy new year, wear a mask anywhere that you go, whether you outside in just open nature or whether you're inside of a store. Happy New Year, wear a mask. Now, for those who wear masks, which you're not going to listen to this if you do, they see nothing wrong with that. They're okay with that. They are they are okay with you only being able to see their eyes. I'm hearing the world say, Happy New Year. Come and get a vaccine. And don't get one. You know, like Jansen claimed the one and done. Who, by the way, I have got to make a note here. Jansen, Johnson and Johnson made killer baby powder. If you can't get baby powder right, I don't think you should have the um, whatever permit or whatever the hell you have to apply for to inject stuff into people. I mean... They, they push liquor licenses harder than they push, clearly, a company that wants to now inject you with the cancer directly into your damn body. So I find that interesting. And one thing I'm thinking about with that, with Johnson & Johnson and Janssen, which is their medicine leg of the company, is trying to get that shit as far away from my house as possible. It's not it's not possible to avoid every damn thing because you don't want to be just, you know, sitting in the middle of a damn field, you know, rubbing two sticks together. I get that. But people who have aggressed in such an obvious way, I don't want any of your products on my body or in my damn stomach. So Johnson and Johnson, you guys are a, a real goal for me to get you the hell out of any cosmetic or any product. And that's just my contribution to the whole thing. Nevertheless, don't come and get one and done, like Jansen said. Don't come get to like the other killers said. You are on number three if you are in a Western country. And you on number four if you over there in uh an Easter country. So let me get this straight. I need to come and get a vaccine just to get it. Just to get it. And then what? 
Then what after that? If I survive. If I survive it. So this is happy new year to you getting a shot every day. And yes, I said every day. Because if you remember in Lois Lowry, The Giver series, the very first book. It's a four book series that I recommend to anyone who loves reading. They got an injectable every damn day. And what did it do? It was a mood stabilizer. It kept your ass docile enough that they could continue to tell you the BS around that community and, and so that you would keep yourself in check. Your mind was mush. You didn't have the ability to think outside of the box. And the way they kept that going was to give you a shot every day. Now, in 2019, nobody would, you know, you in the alternative stratosphere, people would entertain that and say, yeah, I might be able to see that, but nobody really thought it could ever happen. Well, now, according to documentation that has been submitted out of St. Louis County, which is in Missouri, if you are three months past your last vaccination, you are considered unvaccinated. So all those people who uninvited you and unfriended you and unfollowed you and get on the other side of the street and put their mask, strap their mask on tighter. Those people that do that, they are exactly like you. If you're having problems with that, I would make sure I would make it my duty to remind people, welcome to the club. The club of the unregistered, which is a churn reference. Because unless you are willing to do that every three months, you're on the same, you are in the same boat as I am. Happy New Year. As we ration your resources, California turning water off and turning electricity off. And Happy New Year as we Go ahead and do that to you. And this podcast will never end if I said all of the different things that they are trying to do. But I'm just keeping it 100,000% and saying, broadly speaking, I'm not talking about what you do with the people you love because the people that I love and the people that are the closest and that are intimately acquainted with me, I don't qualify them. And what do I mean by that? I mean, when I say something like I'm about to say right now, which is there's nothing to be happy about in the new year. They are not in that equation. Because I love them bitterly every day. I show them that I love them every day. I attempt to enhance their lives and make their lives as sweet as I possibly can every day. Which is another thing that you positivity folks can't understand. You guys, y'all don't understand that you can say something that's not positive while still holding what you hold dear to your heart and not looking at that as trash. What I love is not insignificant, but what 
all of the stuff that you guys have attempted to enforce on me. That's where I draw my line. And if anything, moving forward in 2022, that line's not going to magically erase as some people are waiting with bated breath for it to do. I'm going to just go ahead and start breathing. I already did. But I'm saying, there are those who want to say that it takes 21 days to form a new habit. Well, I wonder what do you form after you've been doing something for two years? What is that called? Because for those same people to seem to have their, you know, hammer on the nail about all of the agendas being implemented, they don't seem to understand that whatever the lowest common denominator is right now, that is going to be the norm for the future. That is how it is. So when I think about Happy New Year, how, you know, I don't know if it was just youth and stupidity, not ignorance. Ignorance is only, in my opinion, reserved for those who are younger, who have not lived life yet, who don't know enough to make the kind of decisions that will allow them to live smart. Or can't. As in don't have the ability to do it. That's ignorance. Stupidity is you just choosing not to. Mm -mm. Especially if it's something that directly affects you. Nobody can be an expert at everything. But you need to be an expert for yourself. If you don't know yourself inside and out and backwards. Maybe that is an, a resolution worth worth diving into instead of staying up all night getting drunk so that you can numb the reality of what's going on around you away which is what the majority of people are going to do tonight and i'm not standing in judgment of them because if you want to do any damn thing you want to do in my book you can do that But where I draw the line is that I am not going to celebrate and give the impression that it's all good because it isn't. So moving forward, I'm not going to pretend like I've got answers for you because that is what the authoritarians do. Now, I might come to some conclusions or some answers for myself, but I'm smart enough to know that whatever you want to do or need to do for yourself is what you need to do. And I don't dictate from on high. I do what I'm going to do and, ex and hope that I'll have the room to be able to do that as peacefully as possible. So, what used to be a holiday that gave me the warm and fuzzies, it doesn't anymore. And where some of that is really unfortunate, I constantly have to make sure I tell myself that on the ground, 
and not rotating around in a bubble is where you want to be. No matter how much it hurts, no matter how hard it is to accept, that's where you always want to be. Why? Because when they do whatever they've got next, when they try to push it even further, I won't be disoriented. Not ever again. I might not like it. It might be painful. It might be detrimental and whatever other word applies. But what I won't be is completely bamboozled and completely shocked to my system like I was in 2020. So if all I have to look forward to, and I'm talking about broadly, not with the ones I love because I love them to death and and enjoy my family. But for those factors that I cannot control, my outlook on the new year. Because I don't have to put happy on that because they have chosen to make sure that they suck everything in your societal life that could possibly be happy. They've sucked that shit bone dry. Therefore, every new year and really every day for me, because at this point, you guys know how I am. But since we on subject, I'm going to just try to be this focus as I can and say every new year when it comes around this time I get reflective and I start contemplating it is going to be a time for me to make sure that I am that I never get caught up ever again That they can never put me in a position where I give them permission to do whatever the hell they want to do to me. Because even if that reality were to come to fruition, it would never be because I bent over and I took it like a lemming. Till the very last, I am always going to be a person who chooses my own way. I don't want one overlord for another overlord. I don't want to pick my tyrant. I won't be wasting my time voting for the next dictator. But I will be living my life with my damn eyes wide open and my feet on the ground. And at this point, that's the best that you can hope for for the new year. Stay on the ground, stay in reality, and understand that 
people who would have complete dominion over your life can only do that when they have your mind. So as best as I can, for as long as I have left, I will do that. And by doing that, I will not be out there celebrating and screaming and hollering and blowing blowers and pretending like it's just another day, just another year. Because where that is true, it's anything but for people like you and me. who have seen life turn inside out for two years over something that doesn't exist. This is Think About It, and I will talk to you next year.